Okay, yes. All right. We're on. You guys on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are we coming through your mic, Darren? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah? Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah. Start us off, Darren. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's us. All right. Do, do we need an intro? I just, I just, doing, I just like doing the intro now. Welcome to our the third part of our uh, Modern Horizons Two analysis discussion thing. Today we're doing black, and um, this All is right. an alphabetical, right? This is an alphabetical. All right, let's just start. So our first black on the list. This is a mythic, Archon of Cruelty, costs six black black. Flying creature, flying archon, and it has whenever archon of cruelty enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, discards a card and loses three life. You draw a card and gain three life, and it's a six six. So I am very, very hyped for this card. I like this card. I really like this card. Darren, I, you're kind of the reanimator guy. What, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I, lo I love this card so much so that um, I will most likely play this. I, I like it. it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It does everything that like Black loves to do. It does. It does. Yeah. The only thing it's... Oh, it, it, no. I take it back. I was going to say it doesn't draw you a card. It draws you a card. It draws you a card. It's... It's as Matthew would say, so good. Uh. Yes, I've noticed we've all um, created this as playable. Um, surprised none of us yeah. put stable actually, but I guess it's more of a build around, right? I think it's because there isn't like a reanimator like deck Archetype. that's that's thriving in modern. Right? Yeah, that's thriving in modern. Yeah. Let's say yeah. Yeah, Kevin, any any thoughts? Yeah. Um. I think the reason we didn't put it as staple is that it is very good. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. But um, Reanimator, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have a, a shell. But I think this is something that can easily go into it because oh, yeah. of the advantage that you get from it. It's a helix, and then you opponent discards a card, and you draw a card. Just yeah, when it enters the battlefield. After that, it's just pure value. Yeah. And it does this on the attacks too. Like yeah. it gains value from the attacks. This yeah. is like a it's titan. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Actually, Chris, any... that's, oh, sorry, I just want to add. Actually, oh, that's, that's a good point yeah. because um, reanimator cards that yeah. give haste means this thing is triggered Ooh, twice. That's true. That's yeah, very true. I, I like this card. I think. It is a really great card for black, especially for reanimator. I only just gave it playable and not staple just because it had a really high mana cost. So if you were to hard cast it, it would take a while. And I felt like generally most modern decks I played with 1v1 would like end games by like turn four or five. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we all just <laughs> put it in a reanimator. Yeah. So just because cause... of that, I put it to playable. But other than that, I like all the effects. I, and if I have a great ETB deck, this yeah. is going in it. Kevin, were you going to say something? Yeah, actually, I usually... Um, I just noticed the um, Sacrifice a Creature of Planeswalker oh, yeah. line on it's this. It's really good. 
This thing is really good. It's really strong. Yeah. I kind of just skipped past the... Like, I skipped to the part where the, the card advantage was. <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty good already. But then, <laughs> yeah, it's when removal. it enters... I mean, you're not only getting a creature on your side, your opponent's also losing one. It's or very... Or a planeswalker. Or a planeswalker. Exactly. So yeah, on a deck good. that might not even be running creatures... Maybe yeah. like Karn or I, I I'm yeah. sorry, Kyle. I, it's just the first example I can think of this all wow. the time. But yeah, I I would actually like to see this a lot in in a deck. Like yeah. really close to staple just because yeah, what we all said. He needs a reanimator. The thing is it has competition in reanimator decks, right? Like why wouldn't you just play Gristlebrand? And I think there is an argument for either of those cards, right? Mm-hmm. Grizzlebrand, like, reloads your hand. You can play more stuff, and it has lifelink. This has more, like, yeah. value as it stays on the field, right? It's grindier, yes. Yeah. Um. Well, the thing with this also is it's not legendary, so you can pitch it with Unmarked Grave. Correct. Yeah, so this goes. This fits really well in the Unmarked, ga- gra- unmarked Grave Persist deck that... Yes. I want to see, but I probably probably won't play. And we'll also talk about those cards <laughs> oh, later. Oh, spoilers! Right? Or at least Woo! one of them. Well, they're on the list. <laughs> Persist is a rare, right? <laughs> it is. Right. But yeah, really good card. Scary card. Alright, next on our list, um, Kevin added this one. You, you want to you wanna read this one? Yes, it's Bone Shards. It is a one black sorcery. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature, or discard a card. And then after that, destroy target creature or planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's very efficient. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's kind of why you... Yes. Oh, you all put this as playable. Hmm. hmm. I'm only at fringe, huh? Well, yeah, you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I put it as playable just because... I feel like it's a really good removal for one mana cost that's like fairly on the budget side. Um, especially for decks yeah, that yeah. need a graveyard. This can feel your graveyard and its removal for one mana. I thought it was really good for those decks. Yeah, that's true. It can set up like some yeah. madness stuff too. And if you're playing like, I don't know, kind of aristocrat's deck, you, you could play this. It's it's good mm-hmm. removal. So, so um, um uh, yeah, for, question for Kevin, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many are you running this in an Aristocrats build? How many am I running? Well, it depends on how your Aristocrats deck would be playing. Um, for me, I usually like winning just through the triggers from Blood Artist. So, this mm-hmm. is just maybe not not a four. Not a four of. Maybe a two of to maybe get rid of uh, a Planeswalker. That's troubling you, or maybe like a creature, that's just kind of in the way, to, like, if there's a creature that's blocking you and you maybe need that last attack to get the win, maybe something like that. Are there are there um cards that really hurt um, aristocrats? Are there any planeswalkers um, or creatures that hurt uh, uh aristocrats? Well, for example, sanctifier and vec would be one. Ah, because um, it holds the graveyard. Um, yeah, endurance would be another one. 
because mm-hmm. it, it also acts as a rest in peace. But endurance um, would have already happened. Um, yeah, but then is also like, you is can like just a re- kill it. Yeah, true. But are you saying is there like is there a specific card that you would need this for? Yeah, is there a not specific strictly? Card? Yeah, not strictly, but it is nice because it's because sometimes aristocrat engines kind of stall because you don't have uh, a sacrifice engine, so mm. this can be something you can use for that. And having to because in aristocrat decks the the sacrifice creature is hardly a loss for you. So this this is just trading the bone shard for whatever threat you're hitting with it. But um, yeah. I actually wasn't look. Uh, I do like it in aristocrats, but I was actually looking at this more in the in the side of uh, reanimator decks. Uh, and I was Ooh. surprised that you didn't mention that, Darren, because you use lightning axe a lot on yours. Oh wait, to That's destroy true. things. But then this one is unconditional de- um, destruction, and it also hits planeswalkers. Wait a yeah. minute! You're a genius. That's true. So that's, that's why that's why I noticed this card because it's very flexible. You're not only just sacking a creature; you're you can also just discard a card. So uh, we talked about earlier. If you have an archon of cruelty in your hand, just pitch that, and there you go. Okay, I'm running this now. Oh. I'm running like four of these. In, like, <laughs> He's convinced. <laughs> oh man, I did but it. Then what, would, I... what would your split be between this and lightning axe? Um, there isn't the the one drop slot in my. In my what's it called? In my Marty Gorio's Vengeance deck, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's it. I this is like this can replace a card basically. So, so how many? I have to look at it, but I still want to <laughs> play lightning axes. But uh-huh. this, mm, I don't know what to. Re- I want to. I would want to replace something. I don't know if this replaces a fatal push or. How many lightning axes are you running right now? Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were running three. Okay, or four even. Actually. I I because I you're still what your split would have been. Because you're still running other like you're still running you're still running lightning bolt you're still running fatal push um you run merchant avail so it's really I have to like well play instead test. of fatal push maybe you can use this right but then it's not a it's not an instant but then this is like unconditional so that actually might like might. <laughs> break it i have to really i have to i have to really think about this i like this better in the in the in the marty deck than my uh esper reanimator just because the i just like being able to play things on instant speed in that deck so that's why i was wondering when i saw this card i thought this would be on your radar right away and i I was comparing <laughs> it to uh, the other bone. The other bone card. I think we yeah we were talking. Yeah, about Yeah, but it I think that's why I was like, what's the difference between this and that? So I guess this I didn't read that it was a, it was a discard. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm play- <laughs> oh no. I'm changing this to I'm a play this thing. Well, you already had a play. <laughs> yeah, but now it's I'm actually oh, gonna play this. It's a staple for you now. Oh yeah, dude. It's a staple for Darren. Yeah. For Darren? Yeah, this fits well in some decks. I just the only thing that turned me off to it is it's a sorcery. That's a pretty big thing in yeah. modern. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it can work in some decks, like you said, in some reanimator decks. Because if, yeah. I think if it's an instant, it'd be it it'd would be have too strong. many. It would have to be co- combat shenanigans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a good it's a good comment. All right, next card. Uh, who who just added this? 
What? What are you uh, talking about? Who edit this one? Darren, is he here? You want to read uh, this yes. one? Yes. So this is uh, Break the Ice. Uh, black, black, sorcery, destroy target land that's a snow or that's snow or could produce uh, windings mana. Um, Col- colorless, colorless mana. mana. <laughs> and overload four and two black. So this you thing added can, this, right, Darren? I did. I just added okay. this because I realized <laughs> that this wasn't a rare. Um, so this hits Tron. This hits Painlands. That's... Um, and you this hits e the the canopy lands. So it's a lot of yeah. a lot of non basics. Yeah, this thing that can hit it does a not lot hit canopy lands. Wait, does canopy lands not make colorless mana? No, they no, they always make colored mana at the cost of one life. Oh, sorry. So it is just pain lands. So this is good against uh, Tron and Eldrazi. It's Tron, yeah. And it some, hits uh, um snow basics. People yeah. usually run yeah, snow basics now. Mm-hmm. If they're playing, yeah. Um, no I mean, I, I I don't like that I have to keep saying it, but it hits Inkmoth Nexus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a lot does. of cards in Ar- um, Affinity or... In fact, yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chris has it as playable as well. You like this, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good sideboard piece depending on what kind of deck you're running. Oh, yeah. And um, it can only really target, like, certain decks it doesn't talk about, like every deck but um yeah. it can it can be a nice like one of in a sideboard or maybe two if you really feel like you're gonna play a lot of tron but like yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it would just be a good sideboard piece i I wouldn't not normally main board this as it would be pretty useless main board if you just you can like really you can easily win yeah they could be a big card decks or card yeah so i would just sideboard it Probably have two of it. Yeah. Just Kevin go against Tron. You gonna <laughs> Um play this against Kyle? Yes and no. It would be really mm. funny to use it against them. But <laughs> it's it's hard to main mainboard this on a deck. Oh yeah. Very. Mm-hmm. It is funny though if you can overload this and just <clears throat> like That hit. would <laughs> That would be backbreaking. I would, that would blow out the game, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and black black it's pretty right it's pretty rough investment. I feel it like is. only certain decks are going to be able to sideboard this. But in those decks it's it's very good sideboard tech. Mm-hmm. And land destruction it's I mean black does have land destruction but not in modern. Hmm. And now we do. It all, it and only has reign of tears which is 3 mana and destroys like land. But yeah, the rates for land destruction are pretty or three, right? It's Usually three, above yeah. three. three. In modern, it's oh, it's in modern. It should be three. It's pretty efficient in that respect. Granted, it doesn't hit everything, but it can hit those troubling lands. I mean, there is one modern card, but it also destroys yours, your land. Ah, uh, yeah, mm. the, the the boom bust and the yeah. um, yeah, boom. Um. So, question, I guess, for you guys is. Uh, most people run Snowlands as their basics. They do. Just no. as kind of like a safety net in case because there's not really a downside to it until now. And I think there was another card in Kaldheim that uh, Snowlands come in tapped. But yes. would something like this make you think about whether to run Snow or not Snow? Or 
Does it matter even? Um, <laughs> I'm actually pretty paranoid about like these <laughs> fringe cases. I I'd stick with normal basically because <laughs> they are technically upgrades, right? Because they produce no mana. But mm -hmm. I'm not playing any cards that require snow mana or happen to need snow mana. So I'm I'm fine with normal basics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Unless I'm like gonna be running a snow deck, I don't. I'm just gonna run basics. <laughs> Avoid these type of situations. <laughs> Yeah. Right, Darren, how about you? Since you might have seen, well, spread red is a thing, but have you ever considered that just the split between snow basics or regular basics? And um, that's uh, I don't if it I don't think it's necessary. Um, also, I just like running what there's like you can't just limit yourself to like the the art in Snowlands, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all like you that's you see it everywhere. True. It's 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 full art and then everybody plays it. You know, you gotta you gotta you can't always be running just snowlands. You gotta you gotta like express they are full yourself. Of uh, I think sorry, just going back to like where I think this card would be good uh, in a in like any mono black sideboards. Mm -hmm. Now uh, now black would have a better um, whatever mono black deck that could be can be. Um, eight How black. many would you run in the sideboard in that case? I mean, hmm. I, I can kind of do. Yeah, I get that point. Maybe you can run this in like a mono black control deck, and mm -hmm. maybe run two, and then have a surgical, have a surgical ex no um, sideboard, and then have a surgical mm -hmm. extraction ready. Oh, you should just have you should have surgical extraction mainboarded. You know. No, no, surgical extraction mainboard. I'm just saying that this is to kill. Uh, sorry, Kyle, but just kill a Tron land <laughs> and then surgical it. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Thing. I see that, yeah, totally. Because mono black control, it can do hand control, and then you can surgical whatever, depending on the matchup, that sort of thing. I can see that. I like that. All right. Yeah, interesting card. Very. Next on the list, it is... I'll read this one. Braids Cabal Minion. It's a legendary creature, a human minion. Costs two black black. And it has, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, creature, or land. And it's a 2-2. Two, two. Um, yeah, this is a commander card, right? And the, I, I'm not going to play a bear for four mana that doesn't do anything until well, my opponent's turn. <laughs> it's funny because it is actually banned in commander. <laughs> oh, it is? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, I, you're... You are correct, but it was deemed um, too good, a little <laughs> bit too mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I never see this card being played in a good way or a bad way. And it's it's just it dies to so mm -hmm. many things. It costs four <laughs> mana. You're gonna lose if you play this. I think you're just gonna <laughs> lose in modern. In modern. Uh -huh. Now so, so for me, so this card, like you're not gonna play this on turn four without having done like considerable damage to their hand and their field beforehand. So you're gonna be playing. You can play this in a discard deck where you're like you're already attacking whatever they have, or um. <laughs> Or like some sort of stack style deck with uh, 
as foretold or something, right? Okay, this this deck's kind of, this this deck is becoming becoming a little slow, but you know it'll yeah, it's it, slow. <laughs> it maybe it can try to make it work. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll believe you when you make it work. Oh no, I don't want to play this. I, I don't. I don't, I'll, I'll I don't see it. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, do you? Do you I I did also mark it as playable. Um, oh, I do agree with what you said though, where it does die to a lot of things and it beats the targets <laughs> on its back when it hits the board. So you do have to be ready that this thing is just going to fizzle out. But if it survives even that one turn, it's already it's already paid for itself. But yeah. you do have to have something ready to sacrifice when it comes to your turn. Right, it's symmetrical as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, to Darren's point, I do agree that if you run this in sort of a a hand disruption deck where you're curve you curve into this after thought seizing or burglar ratting them and then they'll have less of a response yeah. then maybe you can see something yeah. oh burglar rat would be really good oh snap or did it run it yet yeah um that overload card that makes you discard two cards <laughs> mind break <laughs> so you know that's that that's uh that costs two mana for the overload cost so turn one thought seize turn two it's that so you lost three cards already, and then turn three, uh, Burglarat <laughs> Thoughtseize. But no, no, yeah, no. Um, turn, turn three. I would uh, see it in some in that sort of deck. Turn three, Plaguecrafter, I think, because of the option of like being oh, able to yeah. discard or sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like some sort of like mono black symmetrical deck, and I have seen a deck like that in Standard one time. I was playing Arena, and I fought against an opponent who was, and then they ran um that that double flip card. Wherever you tap it, you have to either sacrifice a non-land permanent, oh, discard yeah, a card, or pay three life. So yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> still not convinced. I, okay. When it happens, I'll believe it. <laughs> I had a feeling that now all three of us are gonna build that against oh. my goodness. No, I don't. I don't want to build this thing. This thing's a three monster. braids on the board. <laughs> Wait, no, you can't do well, that. Leg- she's legendary. Yeah. No, each of us play it when oh. we multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Micah's turn. It's like, <laughs> I will scoop. I will scoop if there are three of these on the board. Uh, it's braids on. As combo, you, you're gonna play this, Chris. This feels like a Chris card. This feels like a Chris card. Yeah, well, because I already have a discard modern deck, but I don't really have a lot of creatures in it. So that's why I didn't really want to put it as like playable, because I was like, yeah, it kind of would target my own lands. But I think if I switch up the deck, add some more one drops, I think I could definitely see this being played. I mean, I think the yeah, the best case scenario is like you hit two lands and then maybe it goes away. Yeah. But, um,. If it lasts for that long, like your your opponents are just gonna be so behind that they they just yeah, have to it's, it's it scary if it sticks on the board. That's a very big yeah. if, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I will definitely run this. Yeah. All right, next on our list, Chris, you want to read this? Yeah, I'll read it. This is damn. It's too black. It's a sorcery. Destroy target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated, and you can overload it for two uncolored, two white. Right. Now, how do we have this? Oh, Kevin has this as combo potential, and we just have this as a staple. Kevin, you want to elaborate? Um, <laughs> well, like I mentioned it, 
I think in the other episodes where um, I kind of put combo potential sometimes as a middle ground between. Oh right, yeah, like friend or playable in fringe. But mm-hmm. I I am leaning more towards bumping it up. Mm. Um, it's it's tar- um it's it's creature removal, and there is a lot of things in black that are already doing this. The yeah. bu- the bypass regenerate is pretty cool, but there's not really a lot of relevant creatures in modern right now that do have regenerate. Well, Thrun is the right. only like ever card we. I was literally thinking like, this, that's the only <laughs> card <laughs> like that's relevant yeah. for regenerate. I think that was, I was literally that was like besides Thrun, but I do like the overload cost on it. Technically, you can run this in a mono white deck and then just board wipe them. <laughs> true, that's true. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I do like the callback. So, I like the card. I, I like, um, and yeah, I'll probably bump this up to playable. I'm not sure about staple just because it's a sorcery, it's double black, and mm, there are other things yeah, it's, it's fighting for in that slot. Yeah, I I put it as staple, like the rest of us put it as staple, but I feel like bumping it down to playable. I Spot removal is okay. Sorcery is less than ideal, but... It does have overload. It's basically like a modal card. But it's only modal in those decks that can pay two black or two white, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not many decks are going to be able to pay either cost. I can see it in a control deck. And it's nice. It is like, in, that, in those decks, it's it's a good card, I think. Board mm-hmm. wipe or spot removal. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it fits in any other decks besides those darren you want to say anything you play esper right yeah so this is actually kind of backbreaking (laughs) in in esper just because it is double black and that's hard to pull off like it's already hard to pull off i'm not saying it's hard but like it's you're gonna be trying to do this or like you're playing counterspell like that's double black that's double blue uh uh i guess a question that would you be playing this on turn two though that quickly usually or how often i mean i play fatal push Mm. Like that's no no. I mean, is there is there a threat already on the board by turn two that you need to double black right away, or hmm. do you feel? And I mean, I think I there there can always be a case that there's something that you need to deal with that is on turn two. Um. Okay. Yeah. But I think. So the question is, would you be rather, would you play this over, um, over, what's the, what's it, man, the uncounterable four mana board wipe? Supreme, Supreme Verdict. Verdict. Oh my Supreme goodness. Verdict. Uh, the question is, would I be playing this mm. or Supreme Verdict? Yeah. That's true. I think I just, I mean. So would you? I just play. I just play Supreme Verdict over this. Why? why? Um, uh, yeah. I think Supreme Verdict. I want to say, I'll yeah. be able to handle things, and I won't need to have removal on turn two. Like I'll have like a counter spell up most likely. Right. Yeah. Esper has tools to like take care of the early game. Right. Counter spells. Some spot removal. Like. Tragic. Yeah. What is it? Tragic slip. Um. Things like that. <laughs> Yeah, it might yeah. not need this. But in a if it Chris? wasn't oh, go ahead. if it wasn't a deck that wasn't running blue, 
like if it was if this is like straight Orzov, oh man, this deck this card is like yeah. amazing in an Orzov deck. Yeah. And I do like the spot removal, it's not conditional, right? It's yeah. any creature. And mm-hmm. not many too many two mana spells can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, you think it's a staple? Yeah. Yeah, I actually might change it back to playable. <laughs> um, I think if it was instant speed, it would oh, definitely yes. be staple. Oh, but um, I I I like the flexibility of it. It's spot removal. You can just destroy everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, you do have a good point. If you're like splashing blue, I feel like there's definitely better removal, less green verdict. But um, if it's just Orzov, I can definitely see this being played. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I, I just like the flexibility of it. Yeah, it's very flavorful too. I like the art. Mm-hmm. Can I have, I have a oh, judge yeah. question? So does oh, this? Yes. Well, let's throw it to the group. Go ahead. What is it? Okay. So um, if a cre- if a creature has protection from uh protection from black, uh-huh. does this the can uh can the overload can the overload still kill it? Well, okay, so let's go through the, the mnemonic they use for protection. It's mm-hmm. death. So, can be destroyed or damaged, enchanted or equipped, blocked, and targeted, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, if this is overloaded, it, and so instead of target, it's going to say each. So, destroy each creature. And then, yeah. So, it's not targeting. Mm-hmm. Actually, done so it wouldn't yeah. matter. It wouldn't matter, right? Because the protection from white, but dam is a black card, right? Yes. Okay, that's oh, it. that's weird, right? Yeah. It's a black spell, but it has white mana costs, right? Well, think of it this way. So let's say you play... Let's say you have a... Yeah, so you have a card that has protection from white, and you play Day Judgment. That's a die. Yes? Yeah. Because it's... Wait... Hold on. It's destroy all, right? It's not being targeted. Wait. Mm-hmm. But it's not Wait, did dang, I mess damage. That up? It's not being destroyed, sorry. It's, it's just damage. It's damage? It's, yeah, d- okay. Yeah, damage, enchanted, equip, blocked, or targeted. Yeah, so it would die. Yeah. So it still die. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's all. So this card is black, even if you cast it. It is. The, the card is okay. black, even if... Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> Weird. Oh, all right. Next card, Darren. I think Darren's excited about this one. You want to oh, read this? Oh man! So this is. Uh, are we talking about Dothi? Mm-hmm. Dothi, Dothi Voidwalker, black black creature. Dothi Rogue. What's a Dothi? Uh, the shadow. It's basically super flying. So, uh, it, the creature can't block or be blocked by. Uh, well, the creatures can only be blocked, and block with. <laughs> other creatures that have shadow okay uh, if right. a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere instead exile it with a void counter tap sack uh the void walker choose an exiled card an opponent has with a void counter on it you may play this card this turn without paying its mana cost and it's a three two. Oh yeah and it's a three two that's that's mm. good yeah Oh, Powerful. you guys have this as busted. I'm only at staple. All right, why do you think um, it's it's not quite there, Micah? It's okay. Are you guys gonna mainboard this? In, yes. In this? You would. Yes. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was looking at it more as a sideboard card because it obviously it deals with dreads. It deals with anything that likes the graveyard, right? I'm sorry. Please don't do this. Uh, it it does still have value without that, right? Like cards are gonna enter the graveyard yeah. just playing magic, right? And this could <laughs> yeah. grab one of those big cards, big spells, mm-hmm. even from like is it decks? Mm-hmm. So I, I can see that, but. I don't know. To me, when it hits the field, it's just a 3-2 that can't be blocked. And I might... I think I want to be doing something else. So, is that something else playing um, the the Death Touch uh, Lifelink 2-3 Vampire? Gifted Aetherborn. Gifted Aetherborn. <laughs> Gifted Aetherborn. <laughs> well, to, uh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good uh, comparison, right? I think this is this silent. this fights directly for that spot with gifted yeah. Aetherborn. So what what do you think there? Um what, this is backbreaking like any deck that I would play against this that cares about the graveyard. If you're playing Jun, oh, yeah. your your Goyf doesn't get big. Um if you're playing any sort of blue deck with a uh, Snapcaster, you can't uh, you can't flash things back. Oh yeah. Dredge, you can dredge things. Um, yeah, like any any deck that tries to get any small value in the graveyard, this thing, this thing just literally like eats it up, destroys it. Yeah. And you're saying it's main portable, right? Like it's just a good creature. It's a it's a it's just a good creature. Like, I would yeah. This is just a really good creature. Yeah. Chris, you, you think it's busted too? Oh yeah, I like this. So I have a question, real quick. Yes. Um, when the when the card goes in the opponent's graveyard, it's a void counter on it. Even if you sack Dothy, it's those cards still have a void counter on it, right? Yes, correct. So even if you bring it back, you can like keep doing that over and over again, right? So if you play a second one, it can bring back things that were from the first one. Oh snap! Yes. yes. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, <laughs> specifically, I was. Think of putting it in my mill deck. <laughs> Maybe oh, have an alternate win con, but um, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, three two, really good attacker. The double black does hurt though, just because. Yeah, it's a little more restrictive. Yeah, it might be hard to play like turn two right away, and there are definitely a lot of other cards I would rather be playing, especially mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do mill, but um. Might be nice, have an alternate win con. Um, I probably wouldn't run four of it in my mill deck specifically, but I could definitely see myself making a deck around this card, or around that mechanic, yeah. and then having four of it. Yeah. So yeah How I, many do you I, think I, you would run then? <laughs> in a mill deck? Mm-hmm. Like two. How about you, okay. Darren? I wouldn't put it in a mill deck, i just put it in... Oh, I wouldn't want to so put it many? in rogues. I would put four, what? Yes, I agree. Four. Yeah, well, well, what do you think, Kevin? So, the rogue synergy aside, because there have been some lists recently that have been showing up in modern using the rogues list from standard. But with this, yeah. yeah. So, if you add this on there, and rogues do have a mill secondary playstyle, so you they would be milling the opponent naturally in that situation. So, this can trigger it. Even yep. without that, this thing is a 3-2 two for 2 mana. 
I mean, the double black is a bit restrictive, but that's that's ahead. It yeah. even without bringing a card back, it already hoses the graveyard because they don't have. They just get exiled regardless. This thing just gets more value if you sacrifice it. Just mm-hmm. I right. think pretty ridiculous. Yeah, like against those um, graveyard decks, you want to play it early, right? Because it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the word? Retroactive. No, it's not yeah. going to exile anything that's mm-hmm. in the graveyard already. That's yeah. true. But mm-hmm. yes, as a two-drop, it's. That's it's why I was saying, you, and also the uh, Chris mentioned earlier, the fact that if you play a second one, it can access the ones from the first um, Voidwalker. Yes. So that's why, that's why I like I'm I can see myself just running for and go for it, and then mm-hmm. kind of just recycle them over and over again, and see yeah, what you get. Pretty... I'm steal all your land. Yeah. <laughs> so what decks do you see this in, though? Like besides the the rogues deck. That so you besides mentioned. rogues, um, from the looks of it, there is looking to be a mono black uh, control control deck that you can probably piece together. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of nice. this would probably, yeah, this would probably fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, Reanimator, maybe? Um, oh. Yeah, like as an alternate win con? Like in, in the, in the Persist, uh, sorry, this I keep spoiling this card, this deck. This mono black Reanimator deck. Alright, there. Yeah. I also just like it as as a body. It's it can't. Be, I I don't think there are any relevant creatures right now that have shadow and modern. So oh, yeah, this <laughs> thing is just gonna unless you play someone else who's running this. Then you, yeah, it's a mirror. <laughs> but then they're not gonna they're not gonna trade with you because they're gonna want to mess with your graveyard too. So I, yeah. it just depends who has a better void counter. You know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very valuable card, very grindy. I just it doesn't have a clear home for me. But I, I want to see it played. I want to see what it can do. Micah, be careful. I'm gonna <laughs> be careful what you say about You're this one. You're going to be seeing braids and void walkers. <laughs> I can run this in a lot of my modern decks. But Micah, I'm actually surprised because um, I was thinking this can find home in your uh, mono black devotion deck with yeah. Gary. Yeah, I was thinking about that. As in, like like you said, it's it can yeah. it's its own alternate win con, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I think this could definitely fit in there. Maybe I'll run it, yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Well, I'll run it. We'll have shadow creatures blocking each other. <laughs> I have a question. Um, so the the ruling on Emrakul uh, is when Emrakul uh, is put into a graveyard from anywhere, the owner shuffles their graveyard into their library. Uh, so does does Emrakul still go to the graveyard? Uh, it, it should. Kevin. It, it should, right? Mm. So well, there's two replacement effects yeah, ha- happening re- there. How would you order those? Is it based on um active Pl- player? Uh, I would think so. I th- well, Darren, how would Emrakul work with Rest in Peace? Uh, wait, wouldn't it, wouldn't it just get exiled anyways? Wait, I don't know. Oh no. So I just checked. Rest in peace replacement effect will cause Emrakul to be exiled directly from the library as part of the effect. Okay. So <laughs> So this, so this thing would exile it? Mm-hmm. So this would exile it? Well I think because if this is already on the board, Emrakul right, like wouldn't a, even have a chance to activate. That's like a continuous effect. Because uh Emrakul's thing happens when it goes to the when graveyard. When it goes to the graveyard. So so and this thing just bypasses that. Yeah, so and it'll... the rest in peace just bypasses that. Okay, so Voidwalker just eats this 
And you can cast and it. And you can okay, play cool. it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so at bat best, <laughs> this thing can uh, make an uh, an Emrakul. At worst, it makes an Ornithopter. All right, cool. Nice. You would All not right. pick yeah, an Ornithopter. <laughs> Stop picking Ornithopters. You can, like Chris said, you can pick lands. Pick a fetch land, please. <laughs> no, pick an. <laughs> it, it can be instant speed, right? The uh, activated ability. Mm-hmm. Yes. As long I'm as it's, it's a turn counter the counter but spell. No, no. So the I'm, thing I'm, is, say, I'm saying it's it's what like what's worth than a land. It would be an ornithopter. Okay, so you can pick an ornithopter. Okay. Well, it's not. <laughs> but um, the thing with this um, it says that the card you can play it this turn. So if you're allowed to, so you can't use this during your opponent's turn. Bring back oh. an ember cool right, because right. you can't cast an ember cool during your opponent's turn. Right. It just gives you the opening that within this turn, if you're allowed to, you can play whatever card. I see. So, I see. All right. So you can just do it on your turn. Deck. Let's make a deck against Kyle. Run this and break the ice and oh, dude, <laughs> avoid <that'd> be... Mary. <laughs> I'll put it in my deck. Yeah, I was, I was telling Darren the other day, um, <laughs> I will just make a deck that ramps up to break the ice, cast it, and just... <laughs> <laughs> and scoop right afterwards. And just scoop right afterwards. <laughs> Oh, all right. Next big card. Uh, Kevin, you want to read this one? Oh, yes. <laughs> the card is Grief. <laughs> uh, it's two colorless and two black. It's an elemental incarnation, mythic, part of the incarnation cycle. It's a 3-2 with menace. <laughs> and when Grief enters the battlefield, a target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it, and they discard that card. And this card has an evoke cost. Uh, if you exile a black card from your hand, you can cast this for free, but it gets sacrificed. Ah, uh, yes. 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 Oh, okay. There's different ratings here. You and Chris have it as playable. Mm-hmm. I want it banned. <laughs> Darren says it's busted. Uh, we'll start with Kevin and Chris. We'll go up. Okay, Kevin? so... um, It is good. It's I don't want to say it's very, very good. Um, I would say from the incarnations, this one would be not the top one, but maybe close to the top with um, endurance. Um, the stats on it are okay, but I think people like this because you can evoke it and then ephemerate. That's the scary and thing. And I think that part's <laughs> disgusting. That's. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like something like that you either need. The nut draw, or you need to build around it. Probably. You need to build around it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, do you agree? Yeah, I was just yeah, I definitely agree. It it's like an okay card. I didn't really see it being played much. You could like just hard cast it. It's only four mana. It's not that bad. But um, I didn't really see which decks it would go into. Mm-hmm. Three two. You could shock it. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was that good, but um, I definitely see. I can see it being played. I yeah. probably won't play it though. You you Thank probably you. won't play this card in your in your uh, eight rack. Yeah, my eight I'm rack. Surprise! Your discard deck, right? I mean, in your braids deck. <laughs> I mean, compared to that, the, I think what Chris means is the rate for discarding one card is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sure. I could do that combo, but I would have the flash in white, yeah. and then. It's a whole thing. It's well, whole uh, okay. Without without running ephemerate, would you, is it still good? To me, yeah. No. Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think for that purpose. 
I think it's okay. like a good like it can like be there as a blocker, it can attack as menace, but for the purpose of discarding your hand for eight rack, I don't think this card is the best choice. Yeah, probably not. It's not too efficient. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Darren. You say it's busted. I tend to agree with you. Well, you tend to agree with me. I thought you said you tend to question my. Okay. Well, this one. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. At, m- at at most, how much can you discard? So- well, you can discard someone twice, in one in turn one, what? and then you'll get an. Hmm? You can uh, blink it again turn. Oh yes. Turn two, right? Well, with a, that'd with be with three triggers oh. total. Yeah, it would be three triggers. Mm-hmm. That would be three. Tr- I was saying like, if you ephemerate, turn one, mm-hmm. that's two, and then the third trigger would happen on turn on yes. two. Mm-hmm. Correct. Amazing. Yes. That's all. That's that's all I gotta say. That's all. <laughs> that's it. Right. That's yeah. Very synergistic, right? With ephemerate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like Kevin said, yeah. It's how often are you gonna see that? I don't know. Maybe people are gonna try to build around that. But if that happens, that's just. I think that's backbreaking for a lot of decks, losing three cards in the first two turns, and they have a, a three-two menace body on the on the board. Yeah. I mean, hard casting first, this? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard casting this, it's... It's okay. It's just a big burglar rat, right? 3-2 <laughs> rat with menace. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just very scared of that ephemerate combo. And it doesn't have to be just ephemerate. Like, other flicker decks or some kind of... Uh, pan harmonic decks aren't really a thing. It's more like jank, but... Things that can abuse uh, ETBs, I, I'm scared. I'm very scared. And I feel like Kyle can run this in his <laughs> Flicker deck, but I think he put, tore it apart. Good. Yeah. yeah. Might, it might just be a knee-jerk reaction, but it's I'm scared. I don't want to play against this. <laughs> don't okay. worry, I won't build it against you. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Next card. Uh Darren, I think. Is this a callback card? I'm not sure. This this is uh, so Magus of the Bridge is a callback card. Mm. Uh triple black <laughs> human wizard. It's a Magus. So Magus. Uh it's it's usually a call it's a creature that ah. used to be something different before. Gotcha, gotcha. So um so this is a callback to Bridge from Below, mm-hmm. which kind of ha- reads almost the same. Whether or not, uh, whenever a non-token creature is put in onto your graveyard from the battlefield, create a two-two black zombie creature token. When a creature is put into an opponent's graveyard from the battlefield, exile, Magus of the Bridge, and it's a four-four, which is actually pretty thick. But um, the main difference that this has uh, from Bridge from Below is that Magus of the Bridge doesn't work in the graveyard. Bridge from Bridge from Below. Still works from the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Well, more clarity to say that Bridge from Below only works if it's in the graveyard. Oh yeah, thanks. Mm. So this thing needs to be cast. All right, uh, let's let's go up again. Darren and Chris have this as trash. Yep. Darren, you want to start? Um, you have to pay three mana for this. <laughs> Bridge from Below, you just have to dump it in your graveyard, and it does its thing. This mm-hmm. you have to pay three for. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah. it's probably like like it. The value comes in a little too late for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Chris, you like it? No. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see this being played. It's, it's like a really weird card to me. Maybe you guys can change my mind, but I think it's garbage. <laughs> it's it's it sounds rough, right? Like I, I have it as fringe. I feel like it can work in like some decks. Maybe you have to build around it. Yeah, triple black. You're not gonna splash this in any deck. Yeah, it, it is ahead of the curve. It's a human wizard. It has uh, travel support. I don't know if you're gonna run with that. It's a four four. Yeah, it's just how it reads, right? Uh, when a non-token creature is put into the graveyard, you make a 2-2. But when, when a creature is put into an opponent's graveyard, you exile this card. So it would... Am I, am I reading this incorrectly? It would ex exile itself after the first zombie token spawns? No, no, no. It's... um. I, uh, <laughs> the zombie token is on your side. The It exiles itself when something happens on your, on your opponent's side. When a yeah. creature is... Oh, I see. So if they play a creature, it, mm -hmm. it gets exiled. Okay. Uh, oh. no, no, yeah, so no, you when, like when destroy that, when... one of their creatures, then it gets exiled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? I can see this like in so... one scenario, <laughs> but even then, I don't think it would be a great card. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is more of a build around. I think I could see some combo potential actually with this, but if you don't have like something in mind, like a, <laughs> a plan like that in mind, I I don't think you're gonna play this card. And. Kevin, oh, Kevin likes this. It's playable. I like Kevin? the card. Um, so, well, the triple black is a bit heavy. I do agree with that. It is a beefy creature, though. It survives Bolt, so that's yeah. a plus for it. Um, it is a bit janky compared to Bridge from Below because you do have to cast it. But I like it because um, it can find something in Aristocrats. <laughs> where if you uh, sack a non-token creature you get essentially a 2-2 two -two, which right. you can use for another sack, sack trigger or you can even use it to attack 2-2 two -two creatures in aristocrats are actually a pretty big deal because usually they're all one toughness creatures right so that can either be a chump blocker for you or you can use it to just fuel um, another one of your cards that I like um, maybe this guy um, I would probably say I would try maybe one or two copies of him mained and see how he fits in there. And okay. um, because he can also attack. A 4 4 is a, it's a pretty good creature. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The triple black, usually aristocrats kind of lean more towards black, so it wouldn't be too much. And if you do cast him later, that means you have mana to do other things. So you can do more stack trigger things with it. So that I like. Um, I, I feel like there's maybe a home for it eventually somewhere else where it can do hogak things because <laughs> that's why bridge from below was banned because of hogak and how easy it was to just have bridge from below in the graveyard so this is a more fair fair version of it um i do want to see it do more but i think aristocrats would be the first thing i thought of to putting this in yeah yeah i yeah. think that's the best home right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so um i'm gonna try to sell this to myself what? Uh, so Darren, if you put this, if you added some more black mana into your dredge deck, and you play this on turn three, and then just dredge, dredge six, that's potentially like six uh, two two zombie zombie tokens. Well, no, they have saying. to come from the gr no, they have to come from the battlefield. 
Wait, yeah, what? It's not just non-hook yeah. creatures put into your graveyard. Wait, so they have to die? Oh, never mind. Play Darren, no, this field. card sucks. Well, it's well, more aristocratic, actually, right? Back to the bulk. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. So if I so if you're so if I'm playing the if I if this, I guess this works better if you have the um. I forget the card again. Stinky game. Uh, yeah. The the one mana that sacks that gets plus one. <laughs> so, what? What? That can be like a lot of things. That's a little vague. Yeah. Ugh. I anyway. Yeah, aristocrats. Yeah. The C. yeah, I only yeah, saw this going to aristocrats. I was I like, the egg, the last part of it was a little like, yeah, I don't know. It's very risky because it can't die to bolt, but. I mean, you <laughs> can pull your own creature. Yeah, you if pull the your opponent own bolts, if the opponent bolts their own creature, then it it kind of gets rid of it. I guess. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's just, it's rough, but well, yeah. okay, well, okay. I guess um, if you have this and Voidwalker out, your Ooh. opponent's creatures are not going to the graveyard. Ooh, so this Ooh that's so nice. Around. That's on curve too. <laughs> wait a second. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Sister, <laughs> mono black devotion. <laughs> Oh, Carrion Feeder. There it is. Sorry. Oh, Carrion Feeder. Feeder. Okay, yeah. All right. You, you got to be a little more <laughs> descriptive. With hey, man. Words. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I run that card, and I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I forgot this, the name. Sorry. This could probably fit in some, um, like, Jund. Maybe not Jund. Rakdos Sacrifice decks, too, right? Ooh. Like, getting value out of your creatures dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this could be a build around. I, I think Aristocrats has a good home for it. I you know what? Three mana. Is this that was a good point, much? Kevin. Let me let me bump this up. Actually, yeah. let's, let's go back to playable. <laughs> all right. Ooh. I just think the three mana just really hurts it. That's all. Uh, all right. Next card, Darren. You want to read this one? So this is. Are we talking one. about? So we're talking about Necrogoyf. Necrogoyf. It's a three uh, black black. It's a Luragoyf. Necrogoyf's power is equal to the number of creatures in all graveyards. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player discards a card. Madness, one and two black, and it has, uh, oh yeah. And its power is star four, which is uh, number of yeah. creatures in all graveyards. Creature cards in graveyards. Well, the p- power star to toughness four. Yes. And let's see. Oh. Okay, we have two fringes and two combo potentials. Let's start with fringe because we don't know what we're talking about apparently. Darren, I <laughs> uh, mean, this card's great. This thing has oh, this oh yeah, it's kind of fringe. Um, <laughs> that's about uh, the, the madness for three is pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I don't like know the, I put the fringe. This is probably like playable. Oh, okay, you're bumping okay. it up. Okay, <laughs> let's go. I'm bumping it up. It's, it's, it's playable. Up. This this card is. I don't know why I put this in. I don't know. This is something but I it's... feel like you would like this card. Oh yeah, I I do. I guess I just didn't see the madness part. Oh man. Yeah. I well, I like the madness cost. Card. You hard. You don't want to hard cast this. You're, you're definitely not gonna hard cast this. No. But I just think like even with the madness, one black black. Sure, it can be like a really big creature or big power like what, six, seven, eight, four. The thing is, it's just. It's a vanilla 8-4, right? There's no evasion. There's no trample. It, it can get chumped for days. That That's the only thing that's keeping me from this. It does have 4 toughness. It dodges bolt. But I, uh, I, I'm i just saying it's fringe. I'm going to just let Greg Kevin say the the, huh? the, no. the, 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 the quiet part out loud. 
The what? Uh, Good. Um. Well, I like this card. Um. Well, one, I have been running a madness deck recently, so mm-hmm. when I when this got uh, spoiled, uh, I was thinking that this needs to be run there. Um. So I will be playing for its madness cost. Um. I do like the four toughness. Mike said, it does dodge a lot of removal except for path. <laughs> yep. Path hits everything, but also if it survives, if it just survives that turn that you play it on your opponent's upkeep, they're discarding a card. Oh, I completely mm-hmm. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. And after that, if you are running this in a madness deck, that discard it's it's a free discard for you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I like it in that way. And um, it, I mean, I agree with Micah said that it is just a vanilla creature from there, but. Tarmogoyf is a vanilla creature, and for some reason, it's still so expensive. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it could be a big one drop, right? It's mm-hmm. huge. I think it's yeah, because yeah. you can play it so early, so yeah. maybe that's why. But then here, um, I think modern. If you can play a, a beefy creature that can survive long enough, it's gonna win you the game. And um, <laughs> even though it doesn't have anything special, even if it's just a vanilla, so this is a weaker version and stronger version of Tarmogoyf in like. Like different ways, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, I said it's vanilla. Yeah, it, it does have that discard clause, right? That that's pretty scary, especially if you're running madness and mm-hmm. your opponent's, you know, symmetric. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I put it as combo just because I feel like it's good. I definitely would just madness cost it, and then as a lot of it can be really big, and you can power it even more if you discard creatures. And it increases its power. Mm, yeah. um, a card that I thought was similar to it, for now, I guess, for my graveyard deck would be like Golgari Raiders. That's in a Pioneer deck. Ooh. Mm. But Golgari Raiders, that power gets like, it's like instant. It's like, if you have six yeah, creatures, it's, it's just a plus six, plus six, and it never it grows. Right, it's, it's a one shot thing. Yeah, but for this it's card, like, it can, it'll keep growing. Yeah, or shrink. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, or shrink. That's true. That's true. If you exile the graveyard, it can't shrink. <laughs> Yeah, Dothy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I, I think it's a good combo. If you can, you can find it in a combo deck. Definitely. Yeah, I, I want to amend what I said. I kind of ignored <laughs> that whole discard clause. Yeah, each player's upkeep you discard. I think Kevin's right. Like this is scary as you grind out the game, because as they're discarding, they're gonna have less answers for it, and it's just gonna keep growing. And if they don't find an answer, this card's gonna win you the game, right? So I, I'll say it's playable. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. You guys didn't say it. You can fling this card. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to. I want to, I, I I want to be triggering the symmetrical discards. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. All right. Maybe next. maybe when they have no cards in their hand, then I'll fling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next card uh, is Patriarch's bidding. It's a three black black sorcery rare sorcery. Each player chooses a creature type. Each player returns all creature cards of a type chosen this way from their graveyard to the battlefield. I have this as trash. Darren and Kevin have, have it as bulk, and Chris has it as combo potential. Okay, oh, yeah. uh, my, my piece is short. It's five mana. It's kind of uh, selective. I, I don't I don't like it. Darren? Um, sure, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Kevin, it doesn't do much. Yeah, um, I I think this really works best in a tribal deck, and 
du- uh, double black in a tribal deck, the only thing you're you're thinking of is vampires mm. or zombies, or, or maybe rogues or zombies. But yeah, or let's see what wolves? maybe Chris has something that we're not seeing. So these wolves. Okay. Based on the art. <laughs> hey, you might yeah. have. Okay, this card is not that good, but <laughs> you know, if you're like one v oneing, definitely do not <laughs> play this card. This card is garbage. But like multiplayer. Oh, each play. If, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> if you're trying to have some fun, you know. Like yeah. I don't know, I, I like these big spells that like just really affect the board. Yeah, that like yeah. cost like a bunch of mana and just affects the board in some way. I will say it's very spicy. Yeah, like you can make <laughs> you can make some interesting combos with this card yeah. that I might consider doing. But yeah, I know it sucks. Other than yeah, that, competitive. I, I don't know. I like the art though. It looks. Nice. It is a reprint to modern. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whenever it has that set symbol in the back, that's uh. Oh, oh, I didn't, didn't even notice this that. This card, this this card is forty four dollars. Patriarch bidding. Is it still forty four dollars? The, the original print no. of it. The original. Oh. Oh. Uh, commander, right? It can work in commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably really good in commander. Oh, all right. Next card, Darren. Darren, read this. Read this card right now. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Persist. <laughs> it's one colorless, one black sorcery. Return target non-legendary card from your graveyard onto the battlefield with a minus one, minus one counter on it. Yes. Kind of a callback to the persist mechanic, where yeah. if it goes, if it dies in the graveyard, without a minus one, minus one counter, it comes back with a minus one, minus one counter. Yes, and all right, well, we all agree it's playable. Probably, probably very playable. Yeah. Darren, yeah, r- run us through this. We um, we kind of talked about it though. We I keep talking about this card. <laughs> uh, um, you can bring non-legendary creatures from your graveyard. There's a l- there's so many good non-legendary creature cards that are already really huge. Um, Terracidon, um, Pathraiser of Ulamog. Oh, oh, okay. Freaking the 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 uh the Archon the the Archon of Cruelty. Yeah, that's the biggest one. And I think, the, the Angel card from the set. Those yeah, are all necessary. non-legendary cards that. Mm. That Goryeo's Vengeance can't hit, and right. this is able to hit, and it's just amazing. Yeah, I feel like those shells are different, though, right? Like the other deck that wants legendary cards or any card, they're gonna play Gristlebrand. It's more of like it, it gives it haste, right? And but the creature gets exiled. Persist. The the creature stays on the field. Like you, you get to keep the creature, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they are different playstyles, but. Yeah, persist has different targets, but very, some very strong targets. You want to add anything, Kevin? Um, kind of what Darren said, but also at the same time, um, I really like this card. I think a lot of the things that you're gonna bring back with it should be strong enough that the minus one minus one is just a minor inconvenience for them, mm-hmm. unless you really want to bring back something that's. Maybe an engine for your deck or something that would probably let you bring other things back. Um, one of the cards I thought of was Karmic Guide. <laughs> you, can, you can bring Karmic Guide back with this. And mm. that means that the creature that you bring back doesn't have the minus one, minus one counter. So, that'd be a thing. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Interesting. Um, I do like that. It's reanimating. It's It's a very cheap reanimator spell. Yes. Yeah. And um, it. I think they had to limit 
it being non-legendary just because I mean it, it'd be Grateful Brand's the first yeah. thing to comes to yeah. mind but, but yeah. I like it but yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not four of it hmm uh, Chris, you like it? I like. I it. like it. I I like the potential ETB triggers it can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like the the minus one minus one counters on it. If my thought was just get it, I was just gonna put it in like an ETB deck, so that wouldn't matter too much. Right. But um, yeah, I, I like it for the ETB triggers that it can give. Yeah, that's. It's <laughs> a good card. I like it. <laughs> I, I want to play this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are probably a lot of like things we're not even thinking about creatures we're not even thinking about. This this can hit Snapcaster, right? Even though it'll yes. die. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I like. It. Uh, Karmic Guide. Snapcaster persist. Karmic Guide has protection from black, right? But you can you can still target it because it's a just a card, not a creature, right? Hmm. Good question. It's in the graveyard, so I'm not sure if the protection. It's active yeah, right. Well, it only has it as a creature, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, next card, Chris. You oh, wait, read this one? oh, um. Oh. Okay. Actually, yeah. no. We'll talk about it with the with the, with the next card. Okay. The card after. Percent. Chris, you want to read this okay. next one? Yes. This is Profane Tutor. It is no mana cost. However, it is a sorcery. It has to spend two for one colorless, one black. It search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand. Then shuffle. Yes. Now what do I have to say? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <wait. laughs> oh, oh, I'm the only one that has it as combo? You guys have it as fringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Alright, well, you guys want to start? <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't really like the suspend mechanic that much. I'm not the biggest fan of it. There are some situations where it can be good, but... 2 mana, 2 spend, you'll have it on turn 4. It can be good. There's definitely... It definitely can be used, but I feel like there might be better cards that you can cast, like search for things, than Profane Tutor. Hmm. So that's the only reason why I put in a fringe, but I can see it being played. I just wouldn't know in which scenario it would be the best in. That's fair. Yeah. Darren, any any words? Um, I'm not. I'm not really one to play tutors. But the suspend on this makes it kind of weird because if you're trying to if you're trying to fetch for something, but you're gonna wait two turns for it, I think that you're fetching for a combo piece, not a not you're not you're not trying to react to something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and that is that's two turns, so. You're gonna be waiting a while, and you're you're sitting there not doing anything. But I think, um, but when when it, when and for a pro, when profane tutor does come off suspend, you can play that card. Most likely. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, you also have um, I do, but uh, I'm kind of leaning more actually bumping it up a little bit to combo. Um, what these guys said, I agree with. Suspending it is not the most fun thing. Yeah. Uh, so that means that the instant uh, home that you can put this in is the the Cascade decks. That's and I, I, I do like them in Cascade decks um, because this card kind of just becomes 
like a it's like a pit stop for your combo because if this is the card that you cascade into, you can uh, like what Darren said, you can look look for something that addresses the opponent's deck, or you can just look for another cascade card so you can just try again. It kind of reloads your mm. cascade so you try again. So I, I am kind of wanna... leaning more towards bumping it up. Um, I wouldn't run four of it in the in the cascade deck because they do have other things that they're really focused on. But I do like this in like in in that deck as a way to kind of like reset or reload your cascade mm-hmm. so you can try again. Yeah. yeah. Darren, you had something to say. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to play this in the cascade in that way. Like you're not you're not wanting to like reload because you're you're kind of stopping your combo and I think you just want to like run into your thrashing footfalls. No, that's true. I agree. But also just in case maybe you need something else. What if the card that you're looking for is something that you can't cascade into? Uh, I guess, yeah. But yeah, as I said, you know, I mean, I'm not going to run forward this. Um, maybe two at max, but I, I do think I, I do like its flexibility. Yeah, I like what you guys said. Like, you know, spending two for a tutor, it's kind of awkward, right? Like, you usually want to find your answer now or find your combo piece, you know, ASAP. Uh, I was thinking about Cascade decks, like, like what Kevin said, kind of like a toolbox thing. Just pick out what you need from your deck at the time. But I think Darren's right. Like, Cascade decks just want to play their Cascade cards. They want to go fast, go big. This... I, I kind of actually like suspending it because like what Kevin said it's a toolbox card like I can look for whatever I need and I might need an answer as it resolves this is, mm-hmm. or as the suspend goes away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so to me it's kind of like a plan B or like an emergency out kind of thing but I'm just not sure what decks would need that but I feel like it can see play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a weird one. Okay, next card. Who <laughs> is, is, is this? Kevin? Who did, who did I did this? not. Who added this? Forty there. Who added this card? Yeah, so what? Darren. Darren. Oh, the starfish. <laughs> All right, Darren. Yeah, read, read this. Oh thing. man, I I don't know if I should put a sinister starfish. Um. <laughs> One black star, uh, creature starfish. Tap surveil. It's a zero three. Surveil one. <laughs> Surve- sorry, surveil one. Zero three. I don't. I don't understand why. Why? Why what? you're questioning my my decision? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, you, you like it, right? <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's just compare it. It's a throwback, obviously, right. to sigil starfish. Where if you tap it, you scry one. Um, so is Surveil better than Scry? What's what's the what's the feel here? I think, I think Surveil's a little bit better than Scry. Yeah, I think Surveil's better than Scry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, yes. Because yeah. Um, with Scry, you're either keeping it at the top or you're bottoming it. So with Surveil, you keep it at the top or you can pitch it to the graveyard. And if it's in the graveyard, maybe you can do other things. Because usually yeah. when you Scry something to the bottom, that means you don't care about the card. Yeah, and but then if it's you pitch it, ninety percent of the time you're not going to see that bottom card in that game. Yeah, but you will see well, the card at the graveyard. Unless you're playing against Chris, then you do. 
Marcus. <laughs> so, yeah. That's when you put your answer at the bottom. It's like, oh, I'm going to play this late game and see what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saving this for later. Yeah, yeah this is kind of a meme card. Uh, it's a common 0-3. Uh, it could, maybe it could work in some decks. I mean, it's a 0-3. It's kind of like a wall. And you could, it's some card selection. It's not even a crab. You can't even scuttle tie this. Fill your graveyard, maybe, but... It, it, <laughs> I'm not blocks, gonna, guys. I'm not you tried, Michael. You tried. It's okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, Darren just no. put it as a joke. Well, moving on. <laughs> I added one that we can actually talk about. Oh, I like. Okay, Kevin, go ahead. You, you, can All you right. read this? So the card is sudden edict. It costs one colorless and one black. It's an instant, and it has split second. And uh, what it does is target player sacrifices a creature. Okay, so for those who don't know what split second is. Chris, do you oh, know what second is? <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just reading it, like, for yeah. <laughs> on the card. Yeah, what, what are your grades for this case? Uh, I say it's playable. I would say it's playable, too. I, Chris? Yeah, I, I think it's playable. I always have a trouble, like, I always, sorry, I always have a trouble. I always <laughs> have trouble trying to figure out where edicts are, are, good. are good. You know, besides uh, Because bottles. you're already... Yeah, you're already kind of playing the edicts to deal with like boggles, but this just makes it like a super like super edict. Like this it does. makes it even better than than um than the Liana's uh, than the Liliana edict one. Mm-hmm. So this is this is just a strict upgrade, but I also question how good uh, edicts are in just in general. In, in just in general in in modern. So yeah. Yeah, I I thought. This was a rare card, yeah. I, I like that you included it, Kevin. You, you mm. want to say why? Well, why you like? Yeah. Card? Um. Well, I do kind of agree with Darren that edicts might not have an easy place, but I feel like right now a lot of modern decks, um, they they don't have a lot of go wide strategies. So mm. if they do have to sacrifice something, you might actually hit something that's that's worth destroying, even though you didn't use spot removal. Mm. Bogles is the obvious one. Yeah. But also, um, even in prowess, like is it blitz? If you can make them sack one of their creatures, yeah. that would be nice. And usually, they only play two or three. They they're not gonna commit the board on you. Right. Or maybe if it's a card that's a mana dork, or you know, some, just something like that. I, I I do like this. I I I like the split second. So, yeah. yeah. Chris, what, what do you think? Yeah, the split second is nice. I. I feel like I would use it in cases where I feel like maybe I would like sideboard it. I don't know if I would mainboard it. It's like an okay removal for two mana, but um, maybe if I'm playing like against someone with like a lot of like one mana counter spells. But even then, would I really be needing to destroy a creature from them? I don't yeah. know, but I can see it being played. I don't know where I would put it in my decks, but I can definitely see a lot of people using it. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. Edicts are kind of uh, awkward or just in a weird spot. It, obviously, it's nice against Bogles. Um, yeah, I would definitely s- put this as a sideboard card. Uh, split second is interesting. Um, I don't think it's too relevant because Edicts, not many times, like, oh, they're going to flash in a creature and then they're going to sack that one. 
But I, I can see it having um or doing well against maybe some control decks that play hexproof creatures. Uh, mm-hmm. The one I can think of off the top of my head is Dream Trawler. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a card that can gain hexproof if you discard a card. Or like control decks that could just counter spell your spot removal. Th- this gets around all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can't react to it. They can't protect mm-hmm. the creature. So I-, I can see it working in some matchups. But yeah, Edicts in general, they're kind of... They're here and there. But but I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Darren, anything to add? Oh, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, next card. Kevin, you want to read this one? Sure. It's Turak, Dread Cantor. It's one colorless and one black. Legendary creature. Human cleric with 2-1. And it has a kicker cost of 2 black. So you can pay black black for the kicker cost. And it has protection from white. Whenever an opponent discards a card, put a plus one plus one counter on Turak Dread Canter. And when Turak enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, target opponent discards two cards at random. Okay, Chris, let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with you. You have an yeah, fringe. Oh. Yeah. Um. I like this card. I feel like I can definitely put it in my discard deck, and it would definitely do a lot. Um, I put it as fridge just because I felt like it's like my deck doesn't really like go for like creatures and creatures. swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would be a nice, like a nice side. Like, oh, those should just keep growing and growing until it's too massive. Yeah, but um, massive. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know if I'll put like. I don't know if I'll add it to my deck. Maybe I'll add like two copies if I want to like kind of change it in that to fit more of that kind of style. But yeah. I don't know what I would take out in my deck to replace this. I think it can you can fit it in somewhere. I also have it as fringe. I think it's kind of a build around if you're gonna do that discard thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh I like that you can make it bigger, right? Like if you pay the kicker four mana. Uh, you get a four-three protection from white, and it can get it can keep getting bigger. And I think that's that's not a bad deal. <laughs> it's it's better mm-hmm. than a burglar rat or, or two burglar rats, I guess. Yeah. Protection from white could be relevant. I mean, path doesn't hit this, or uh, what was that uh, the incarnation doesn't hit this. <laughs> I, I I think it can see some play, but it, it's a build around. Uh, Kevin or Darren, you guys have it as playable. You uh, you want to start, Darren? Um, I was thinking it, it goes pretty well in in the in like Madness. a monoblock discard. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, what's it called? It is. I wouldn't know what you would take out because Chris does have a point where yeah. you might just be able to kind of uh, win the game with the with your racks, mm-hmm. but you know. This is this is probably some late game value. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. That's kind of that's kind of where I thought the home would be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But you you can see it being played. I could totally see it being played. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll sideboard it. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, any thoughts? Um, I do agree with what you guys said, and most of the time you want to kick this guy, so that means you. Paying triple black 
to discard mm. two. If you yeah. do, he he does get stronger. He becomes a four three. So yeah. I think the the easiest home would be some sort of mono black um, control deck, mm. like hand disruption. Uh, it is kind of a callback. Because there's been a card called Him to Turak where target opponent discards two cards at random. Oh, so this yeah, is yeah. this is the guy, <laughs> I <him>. guess. <laughs> um, kind of how they did with Urza on the first Mono Horizons. He never oh, had yeah. a card before, so now yeah, yeah. Turak has a card. This one though is weaker than Urza. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, at the moment, um, he Urza's... doesn't have he doesn't really have some engines on his own. Um, but he is a mythic, so I don't know if they're they're seeing something um, like when they designed him and bumped him to mythic. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. So. Last thing on this last thing on this card. Um, in in a mono black discard deck, you probably aren't running any valuable creatures that they want to kill. So Chris, you have a point if if you put this in your sideboard mm. because you can actually side this in uh, game two when they've when they've gotten rid of all their removal, and you could just like. Swing at them. Mm. Yeah. That's some tech. Yeah. Like Kevin said, triple black when you kick this. Yeah. It's kind of a build around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can... I, I can see some jank, though, if you play this with, like, Burning Inquiry or something. <laughs> or something that's, like, symmetrical discard mm-hmm. draw a lot. Yeah. I, I want to see it being played, though. I, I like I like the flavor. Okay, last card on our list. Darren, you, you can no. read this one. Wait, wait. Oh, we have two more. oh, oh, I missed one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin, did you add this? No, Darren did. This? Okay, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darren, you want to read this? Oh, man, I just keep... Okay, so this is Tragic Fall. Uh, call back to Tragic Slip. Mm-hmm. It is a zero... Uh, sorry, one zero. <laughs> zero? Well... It's a oh. colorless and a black instant target creature gets minus three minus three until end of turn. If it has, if we have hellbent, that creature gets minus thirteen thirteen until end of turn. Instead, uh, instead if you have no cards in hand, it's a hellbent. So, all right, me and Chris have this as friends. Oh, Darren and Kevin have this as playable. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Interesting. No, I wait. I have this as playable. What? Oh, I'm looking at I have oh. this fringe. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's start with you, Chris. I said <laughs> me and you have this as playable. I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, you know, I would um Yeah, like just for like the last card. I would put this like in my discard deck. Um <laughs> You know, a minus three minus three at, in itself is not bad. Mm. And it can definitely be like a really good like late game, like minus thirteen my minus thirteen when you have no more cards and you're top decking. It might like right. save you another turn, buy you some time. So I can definitely see it being played that way, which is why I put it in playable. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like for my discard deck specifically, I think I would rather put it in a sideboard piece too. Maybe if your opponent starts running like a lot of creatures, then you can use it for early, early discard. If you're only running mono black, then you can have like your own shock. But um, yeah, or bolt. I mean, but yeah, that's only the way I see it being played for me. Yeah, I, I might actually bump this down because <laughs> this it, it's two mana minus three minus three. Like you said, it's not bad. And Hellbent, ah, uh, I don't know how often you're gonna see Hellbent. I like yeah. the flavor, but this has competition with Dismember, and like mm-hmm. any deck can run that because it's one mana uh, and two black Phyrexian two, mana. Two, 
mm-hmm. and it's a minus five, minus five. That's going to hit like 90% of cards in modern. <laughs> this this can miss some key cards, some scary uh, engine <laughs> or big butt creature. And I, this is, yeah, it's, the floor of this is kind of low and you're never going to see the ceiling of this, I don't think. Uh, Kevin, you also have this as fringe. I do. Um, kind of what you guys said. It minus three, minus three for two mana. I think at that point you might be better off with just direct spot removal. Hmm. The hellbent is the callback is nice. The hellbent <laughs> is nice. Um, a, an interesting thing though is that the hellbent uh, trigger gets checked while the spell is resolving. So if for some reason that you have two of these in your hand and you cast them one <laughs> after the other, they're both going to be minus 13, minus 13. Interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, like what you said, Micah, it's... If, if unless... Even with the Hellbent deck, I, I don't think... I think you can do better things with the Hellbent than this for yeah. your removal. Yeah. Darren? Darren, yeah. why did you pick this? <laughs> oh no! I, I just thought it was a funny card, but you should just be playing damn. You should you could play cast down. You can play uh, uh, go for the throat. You know, yeah. There's but there's a bunch of better cards to run than than to run this. Yeah, like you can even run tragic slip. Tragic slip is uh, even cheaper mana value wise. Yeah, and it's yeah. a little bit. And it's, it's, it's tragic is probably a lot better. Yeah, it, it's a nice callback though. Uh, it's flavor. I like the callback. <laughs> Callbacks fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this does hit like indestructible stuff though, right? Or does but that's yeah. very you know rare fringe cases yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right last card darren i'm gonna make you read this one too <laughs> okay unmarked grave uh colorless and a black sorcery search your library for non-legendary card put it uh put it into your graveyard then shuffle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yep. this is perfect in the persist unmarked grave deck and uh, yeah, that's that's basically feel for that deck specifically. Right, you're probably gonna, you're never gonna play one without the other. I don't think. Persistent, unmarked drift. Yeah, maybe, but I would say they work really well together. Like they were, I'm pretty sure they were. Feel, yeah, they're meant to, to play be together. together, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're playable. Yeah, we have playables and combos. Uh, Chris, you, you could be yeah. right? I, I, I like this card. With uh, the combo with Persist and like Reanimate, I think it's good. I can definitely see myself making a kind of deck like this. Maybe you don't even need Persist. You just need something to Reanimate, but Persist is nice. Um, or maybe if you have a card that just works well in the graveyard. Or yeah. you, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Where you work with your graveyard, I think it's playable. Yeah. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, um, I agree what uh, these guys said, and uh, I actually want to touch on what Chris said, where you can even just pick something that works in the graveyard. Mm. It says non-legendary card. It doesn't even have to be a creature. Correct. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't banned, Bridge from Below would be the first thing to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Darren's getting some trauma because Hogak died for... Okay. <laughs> well, sorry, exiled because if Hogak dies, you can bring him back. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, um, one thing I thought of just as like a like a funny thing is uh, if you pitch Wonder and then creatures are flying, <laughs> you're flying. Oh, wow, uh, this is... <laughs> you know, I mean that sort of thing. It's um, 
I like what Chris said where it doesn't have to be a, a reanimation target. It can be a, another creature that does something or it can be like other things in the graveyard that do things. That's why yeah. I thought of Bridge from Below. So Yeah. 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 It, it, it has a wider um, what is it? Applications that persist. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be played, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be played. Uh, one of the things I thought of is um, in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I don't know if you guys were still playing around that time. Well, you said but the Y the game. What? What? Whoa. <laughs> the Y game. <laughs> well, alphabetically after you. It's, um, but uh, there are cards that where you pick some. I forgot what it was called. But yeah, like you search for a card from your deck and you put it in the graveyard. And it's really good because it has a lot of recursion. So mm-hmm. something like this where if you can write it in a deck that makes use of the graveyard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's kind of uh, it's it's like a tutor for your graveyard. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bloodcast. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it could be anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and that uh, that's the end of our list. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, any final Ooh. thoughts, guys? Um, I'm definitely gonna play. I feel like I I want to build a lot of these cards actually. Yeah. I like yeah. I like a lot of these black cards. Yeah, these are these look fun. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think, I, think I like all the black cards. Yeah, this blacklist, I, I really like this one. Yeah. Darren? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm Mono not going to build the persist combo just yep. because yeah, right. I I don't want to do that. But... Well, um, I guess kind of like a closing thing we can talk about. Uh, I was... I, I did have some store credit, so I was buying some singles today from One Horizons 2. Mm. Oh. And um, one of the things I was kind of thinking about was persist. Because people are saying it's a very good reanimation spell for mm-hmm. its mana value. Yeah. And they're actually surprised that it was trending to one to two dollars. Oh. Do you guys think that's a fair price for it? Do you think it can go up, it can go down? Um I mean it is playable, but is it the sort of thing that would just spike up in price? Uh Darren, um you would know more um reanimation spells. Do they usually <laughs> have like a big mm-hmm. impact like that? I mean Unburial Rites isn't uncommon, so uh-huh. that's probably for four the mana. Best. For four mana, it's the best one. Gorya's Vengeance was like a was like a like a almost a ten dollar card before, but I mean mm-hmm. that that's because there wasn't a lot of it. Through the breach. So this through the breach, um, same thing uh, as Gorya's Vengeance. Uh, it's more unique because it puts things directly from your hand to your uh, to the to the field. So the uniqueness in that. Kind of also brings up the price. Um, now it's so, also like I a mean, five dollar. Yeah, what do you guys think? Just looking at this card, it it does come in a turn earlier, two turns. Um, yeah, I think it can go up. To be honest. Oh yeah, yeah I think it can I go up too. Worth, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm gonna pick up my copies right now. <laughs> yeah, $1? I actually did. I I picked up eight of them. Just um, I I, I think I got them for two dollars each. So like, okay. Um, uh, I might have to do. That. I might use them, and then yeah, I, yeah. it's funny because I actually forgot to pick up necroglyphs, and I was like looking. I was like, oh. oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to pick up necroglyphs too now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this, this blacklist <laughs> is spicy. Yeah, I, I I got a lot of um ideas just kind of like hearing what you guys said too. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Um, uh, from that discussion about persist, one of the cards people also mentioned is some um, out of time, which was from her. Oh. They're saying it's a very efficient board wipe, but they were saying it more in terms of um commander. So, uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, on 
one more thing about profane profane tutor uh would you the i would say profane tutor would work really well in the persist unmarked grave deck just because if you don't have one or the other you can probably fetch for the other one mm. you can also transmute it but that's on you which one like which you think would be better for mm. that deck yeah. yeah that's all all right yeah Thank, thanks for uh, coming, guys. Thanks for <laughs> having opinions and saying them. Thanks for making me yeah. want to buy more cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with green, or no, red? Red. Red. Red, red next. Yeah.